Welcome to the Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of the Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Reward Evil for Good, as we pick up in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 11. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. Let a bear robbed of her cubs meet a man rather than a fool in his folly. That one I thought was quite interesting. I wouldn't want to meet a bear robbed of her cubs, but I wouldn't want to meet a fool in his folly either. Whoso rewards evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. That's quite, a, that's quite a proverb and it's quite a warning. Whoso rewards evil for good, evil will never depart from his house. The beginning of strife is as when one lets out water. Therefore, leave off contention before it be meddled with. Once you start letting the water out, it's awfully hard to stop. Therefore, stay away from contention, the beginning of strife. He that justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, even they both are an abomination unto God. Woe unto them who who call evil good and good evil. Why? Because it's abomination to the Lord. Wherefore is there a price in the hand of the fool to get wisdom, seeing he hath no heart to it. I love this one. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A friend, they love at all times. A brother, he has been born for this time of adversity. A man who is void of understanding strikes hands and becomes a surety in the presence of his friends. Now, he really warns about this business of striking hands and and being a surety for someone else. Evidently, he got burned many times on this. He that loves transgression, that loves strife, and he that exalts his gate, seek destruction. He that hath a perverse heart finds no good, And he that has a perverse tongue falls into mischief. He that begets a fool doeth it to his sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy. Wouldn't it be tragic to have a child that's a fool? He who begets a fool does it to his own sorrow. The father of a fool has no joy. A merry heart does good like a medicine. You know, more and more they, they are learning what a healthy thing it is to be happy. The merry heart. When you eat, laughter just gets the right juices going that really help you to digest your food well. A merry heart is just as good for you as medicine. The relationship between our attitudes and our physical well-being, how that these glands that are excreting 
the various chemicals into our systems, the good chemicals that come in joy and in happiness, and the other chemicals that are produced in fear or in anger and, and bitterness or whatever, those chemicals which destroy you. So without knowing all of the capacities and work of the pituitary and hypothalamus and everything else, Solomon just made an observation that a merry heart is good like a medicine, but a broken spirit can dry up the bones. A wicked man takes a gift out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. Wisdom is before him that has understanding, but the eyes of the fool roam to the ends of the earth. The one is before you, the other is always looking out to the ends of the earth. For A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bear him. Also to punish the just is not good, nor to strike princes for equity. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. He that hath knowledge spareth his words. How's it go? There was an old owl who lived in the oak. The more he saw, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why can't you be like that old bird? <laughs> and of course, in the same line as the proverb there in verse 28, even a fool, when he holds his tongue, is counted wise. And he that keeps his lips shut is esteemed a man of understanding. You know, just sit back and say, hmm. Well, hmm, you know. People think, man, he's smart. <laughs> Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeks and intermeddleth with all wisdom. A fool has no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. When the wicked comes, then comes also contempt and with ignominy, reproach. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. It is not good to accept the person of the wicked to overthrow the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calleth for strokes, uh, that is, a fool's lips enters into contention, and by his mouth the strokes is really his, his blows. A fool's mouth is his destruction. His lips are a snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. He also that is slothful in his work is a brother to him that is a great waster. Now, Solomon has quite a bit to say about the slothful or the lazy person. The man who is lazy, slothful in his work, he's a brother to him that is a great waster. 
The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. What a strong tower the name Jehovah is. How many times we have run into it to find safety. The rich man's wealth is his strong city, and as a high wall in his own conceit. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. That's again, pride goeth before destruction, or haughty spirit before the fall. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. Humble thyself, he shall exalt thee. Exalt thyself, he'll abase you. So the same concept, another proverb. He that answers a matter before he hears it, it's a folly and a shame. <laughs> so many times we, we answer a person before we really understand completely what they're asking for. They're starting to explain their situation and we assume that, oh, yes, this is what they want to know, and we start giving out all this worthless information. Like the little child who came in to her mother one day and said, Mother, where did I come from? And the mother thought, oh, oh, this is it, you know, time for the story of the birds and the bees and all. So she said, well, honey, you go outside and play for a, a little while and, and then come on in and Mother will tell you. So she sent the little girl out and she got into the psych books on how to explain the facts of life to your child and, and all and boned them all up and then called her little girl in and sat her down and started through and explained to her the whole process of life and procreation and everything else. And she said, well, now, honey, do you think you understand? She said, oh, yes, mommy. She said, the little girl next door said she came from Missouri and I just wondered where I came from. <laughs> So it's possible to answer a matter before you really know what the matter is. And he that answers a matter before he hears it, it's folly and a shame to him. The spirit of a man will sustain his weakness, but a wounded spirit who can bear, oh, how hard it is when your spirit has been wounded. And yet... If you have a strong spirit, how it can bear the infirmities, the weaknesses, the sicknesses. The heart of a prudent gets knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Actually, he's saying that by giving gifts, you can open a lot of doors. It, it gives a place for you. It will bring you before great men. He that is first in his own cause seems just, but his neighbor comes and searches him. The lot causeth contentions to cease and parts between the mighty. So the casting a lot, you're arguing over saying, well, let's cast lots for it. Stops the argument. It's the idea of a flipping a coin, you know. Same idea. Let's flip a coin. Can't agree on something, we'll flip a coin. Heads we will, tells we won't, you know. And, and so it stops the contentions. 
A brother who is offended is harder to be won than a strong city. So the idea is, is don't offend your brother. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. You can't get through them. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. This is, I think, quite an important proverb. The next one, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Whoso findeth a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. (laughs) So Solomon found a thousand of them. (laughs) He surely learned an awful lot about women. The poor useth entreaties, but the rich answereth roughly. The poor man has to entreat, sort of beg. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. That's basic now. If you want to have friends, you've just got to show yourself friendly. A lot of people complain, oh, we don't have any friends. Well, you're not, you're not showing yourself friendly. You've, if you're going to have friends, you've got to just be friendly. And there is a friend. There is a special friend who will stick closer than a brother. That, of course, is Jesus Christ. That's an important proverb to me. A man to have friends has to show himself friendly. But there is one friend who will stick closer than a brother. Better is the poor that walks in his integrity or in honesty than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, That the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. Wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is even separated from his neighbor. If you're rich, you have a lot of people coming around, but you really don't know. It would be hard to be rich and have all of the, you know, the people hanging around because you don't know if they're really your friends or not, what, what will happen in adversity. So you have all of this crazy um, problem of accepting people because I don't know, what do you really want, you know? Because I'm rich that you're coming around. Do you really love me? And so they have a hard time. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaks lies shall not escape. Many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is a friend to him who gives gifts. All of the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He pursues them with words, and yet they are wanting to him. The poor man. He that gets wisdom loves his own soul. He that keeps understanding shall find good. A false witness shall not be unpunished. We had that one just a little bit ago. Verse 5. 
But then the latter part is just a little different. He that speaketh lies shall perish. Verse 5 says, shall not escape. Very similar, though, Proverbs. Delight is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. Oh, man, the worst thing in the world is to give a little power to some people. They don't know how to handle it. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Much better just to say, oh, let it go. Just to pass over the transgressions. The king's wrath is as a roaring of a lion, but his favor is as the dew on the grass. A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. That's like the Chinese torture trick, you know. Or you ever have a leaky faucet and you're trying to sleep at night and you're the bloop, bloop, bloop. House and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. Oh, isn't that neat? He that finds a wife finds a good thing. A prudent wife is from the Lord. God is good to us. Slothfulness. The laziness again, casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. He that keeps the commandment keeps his own soul, but he that despises his ways shall die. Then he that has pity upon the poor is lending to the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again? Now, here's an interesting thing. As I told you, God takes up the cause of the poor. And if you have pity on the poor and give to them, then God will repay you. In other words, it's like loaning to God to give to the poor. That's how much God takes up the cause. And God says, I'll repay you. So it's a neat thing to give to the poor. You're lending to the Lord. I like to lend to the Lord. I think, it's, I think it's grand to be able to lend to God. How can I do that? By giving to the poor. You're lending to the Lord. And the Lord will repay you. The Lord will pay you back. Try it. Chasten your son while there is hope. And let not your soul spare for his crying. Now, kids learn very quickly to start wailing the minute you look at them, you know, so that you won't hit them so hard or you won't spank them so long or whatever. And so they, they really, they, they catch on quick, you know. Really wail and scream, even when you missed them, you know. Because <laughs> they're sort of conditioned for that. So go ahead and spank your son, really, while there's hope. Don't. Don't spare for his crying. Now, of course, let me say there, there is reason. And, and surely 
the Bible does not advocate child abuse. And there in these days in which we live is, is so much child abuse. It's terrible. To abuse a child has to be one of the worst things that a person could do. A little child that is so helpless, can't defend himself. I think that we need to be extremely careful in, in our punishment of a child. And um, I, I think that when we get to these kind of scriptures, surely we do not understand them to mean beating a child. Spanking a child, yes. But not beating a child. There's, there's no value in that ever. Return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Proverbs on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Proverbs 17 through 19 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord bless you and keep His hand upon your life. And may he help you to walk in all righteousness and holiness. For he is Jehovah, our God, and he is a holy God. And he wants his people to be a holy people. That the name of the Lord would not be blasphemed by my actions, but that People in seeing my good works will glorify our Father who is in heaven. God bless you and may the face of the Lord shine upon you and his love burn in your hearts in Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. It is my great pleasure to present Pastor Chuck's commentary on the book of Acts. The Acts of the Apostles is an open-ended book. Jesus continues, even to the present day, to work in the lives of people throughout the world through those who have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. This book also includes a special foreword written by Pastor John Corson. We studied the book of Acts, but we never saw the book of Acts. 
but we were seeing the moving of the Holy Spirit. Calvary Chapel family, may you always be known as a people who pray in Jesus' name, that it would be Jesus Christ, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. May the Jesus movement continue on. To order a copy of Pastor Chuck's book, The Acts Commentary, please call the word for today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online to read a sneak preview of the book by visiting thewordfortoday.org.